to the Internet Advisor. Once again, your hosts, Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Rudell. Thank you for joining us on the Internet Advisor today. Uh, our, we're going to be focusing on games. Uh, this first hour, uh, I think, I, I hope you'll hang on for this because it's not trivial at all. It's a very powerful segment, I think, you're going to find as we go on because gamification, if you will, is a bigger theme that's going on here besides simply games. Well, we've got somebody who is very much involved in the whole area of games, and that is our first guest who is here, and that is uh, none other than Mars or Marshall Ashton, who is an assistant professor and the director of game art at Lawrence Technological University. Mars, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, I was delighted to find out about uh, this. Uh, uh, a colleague of ours, uh, Mike Brennan, had uh, had you on his M Square Techcast show, and I, I found out about. I thought that this looks really interesting. Find out more about this. Uh, now, tell us a little bit. Your background uh, is that you're uh, you're a teacher, but you're also involved in the bigger game development or game community, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I've been teaching for a little over 10 years, but um, on the side, I've been doing a lot of independent game development, mm. you know, which, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not working for any of the larger companies, you know, the projects that I'm working on are typically small scale, mm-hmm. um, may even be experimental and not really for profit, um, ah. just kind of in the realm of, okay, you know, games are a medium mm-hmm. and how can I, how can I push it? How can I, you know, explore its capabilities and the like? So um, in addition to that, I've been doing a lot of community development. And in the last year, we oh. got the International Game Developers Association uh, situated for, uh, it's, it's IGDA Ann Arbor, um, but it encompasses Detroit. Mm-hmm. It encompasses even elements of Grand Rapids, Lansing, and everything in between. How is that connected to get the community development? Oh, you mean, oh, the development mm-hmm. of a community of gamers. I got you. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, let's let's step back for just a little bit and just talk about the whole concept of gaming and and what it is because is that we were kind of kibitzing uh, in the studio here about what games we played or and we have a lot of uh, seniors who listen who love love games. You know, whether it's Pop It on Google, um, <laughs> you know, or, uh, you know, something like Minesweeper or things like that. You know, some of the really ones that have been out there a long time. Or Words. What was the one? Words with Friends? Oh, Words with Friends, you know, which is at least a communal kind of a thing, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, what kind of games have you been playing, Kasten? Uh, oh, I don't play games. Nope. Well, I, I do, but I can't admit it to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but gaming, you know, I, I think... Um, People have a kind of a sense of it, that it's peripheral, that that it's no big deal. But I, I got my mind blown the other day when we were talking with one of our uh, tech experts here, uh, Shane Hamlin, who was very much into gaming. He said, "This is a multi-billion-dollar business." And I said, "What? Playing games?" It's, well, I mean, playing games is the multi-billion, but did, um, no, no, Shane's talking about playing the games, right? Like mm-hmm. there are tournaments. Is that what he's referring to? Well, or is he talking about the development well, among and the sales? Things, I think as well. I, I think the sales as well. Are we right about that, Marsh? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really on both fronts. So, you know, not only, you know, consumers buying games, but um, with certain services like Twitch and YouTube where, you know, somebody could, if they have the 
community watching and and supporting them, they could be making a living just playing games and having these spectators watching them play. For the sake of our audience, describe what Twitch is. This fascinates me. So uh, Twitch is uh, this platform where people can pretty much broadcast what they are playing. They can broadcast themselves. So it's not strictly just people, you know, playing games and it functions like a chat room where you watch them and you can, you know, send them messages and the like. But um, uh, there are also uh, people on there who kind of broadcast them just participating in a variety of activities. Mm-hmm. And this has bled over into YouTube as well. So YouTube offers very similar services. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Now, you know, I've also seen um, a cable channel on, is it Friday nights or Saturdays up by me in, in uh, Ortonville where they actually broadcast tournaments? I think it's FX or TSX or something mm. like that. And they and, and it's gaming. I mean, it's on from like 8 o'clock until 11 o'clock. <laughs> well, Leo Laporte started out with Twitch on one of those game channels, I think, didn't he? No, this is people actually playing tournaments live oh, and they're playing gaming. Mm. And it's on our local, it's being locally uh, syndicated. Or not locally syndicated, but it's broadcast. So, Mars, let's let's step then into your your world as a university professor. Uh, what are the kind of things that you're you're teaching your students there, and and how are they involved in games? Uh, most of what we're doing is very project based. So, you know, we have uh, both game art students who are doing art and animation, mm-hmm. um, and then we also have the computer science side, uh, game software development, who's doing all of the coding side right they're um working with code they're dealing with math they're you know kind of pulling everything together um and these students are coming together in almost every course to just make games um and and very much like the work that i do you know they don't necessarily have to be you know for profit they could be you know small kind of simple games or games of, of much bigger scope where you know you're um, in, a, in a fully immersed in a world, and you know they're trying to tell you this big grand story, right? Uh-huh. Which most students are are you know they they have this, you know when they go in there and they're so <laughs> enthused they want to tell a, a huge story, and you got to rake them in and let's start small or or <laughs> whatever. But, yeah, and and then you also have the people that develop the game stories as well, you know the storylines and and um, you know as well as the not only the arts and the programming, but you also have the storylines, which is another facet. The writers, yeah. And awesome. the writers. Well, your son, you were saying uh, during the break, casting that was uh, a coder. Well, he's in high school. He was doing. He's a coder now, well, yeah, working well, for Western Digital. But in high school, he was making fifty, seventy-five dollars a week, building scripts and doing add-ons for a gaming program called RuneScape, huh? and that really uh. launched him into the whole concept of uh, collaborative computing, collaborative programming and getting into some of the shared resources that are out there specifically for programmers. Wow. You know, and now he's making six figures uh, <laughs> shortly out of college. So <laughs> He'll take care of you, great. Dad. Someday he'll take care of you. Wow. <laughs> I just want a nice home. Well, you know, I, I always told him when he accused me of being mean, I'd say, you know, I got to do what's right because one day you're going to be changing my diaper. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mars, what, what particular aspect of this is your, um, Mekia, your strong point? Uh, mainly the design point. Um, I, I've been doing a lot of direction and, and management as well. Um, really just it, keeping the teams on point and making sure that they are prioritizing their time. Because 
really uh, 16 weeks, which is, you know, our, our typical course length is, is not a lot of time no. to make, you know, uh, uh, even a game prototype, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of a rough idea, something playable. Um, and, and there are so many different facets to it. You know, you, you mentioned the writing in addition to, right. you know, art and code, but I mean, they also have to market themselves and, right. you know, Wow, there, you know, there's so much that comes into it. That's interesting. Gaming ties so much of that together. I, I'm curious, uh, is LTU, Lawrence Technology University, are they fairly, um, I mean, is this a, a new kind of approach? Are they cutting, are they breaking ground with this compared to other groups, other universities that are around? Or is this something that's already had a good head of steam? It, it's definitely something that's, you have a couple of pockets, like uh University of Utah, University of Southern California, DigiPen, um, Savannah College of Art and Design, um, you know, who ha- have these programs that are very, very well known. Um, at least in the this region, um, you know, everything from U of M to State to uh, Kendall or, or CCS, they offer these, these types of classes mm. or, you know, even like minors or graduate programs that uh-huh. focus on, on this kind of content. But... Where Lawrence Tech kind of differs itself is is the very design and project focused approach. Okay. Where you know many of the courses that I've designed or teach or you know that I've um, had my colleagues come in and and, and teach for us, yeah. um, they're all about making games. Mars, and let's as, hang, as odd as it, hang on a second. We're going to take a quick pause. We come back. We'll continue our conversation. Let me uh, once again introduce our guest who's on the air with us right now. His name is Mars, or Marshall Ashton. He is an assistant professor and uh, director of game art at Lawrence Technological University. And uh, we've been talking with him about the broad field of gaming. uh, And uh, so many different disciplines are involved in this, Mars. You have kids coming to you, I imagine, from many different aspects. You've got artists You've got coders. You've got a whole bunch of. How do you get them all to work together? <laughs> <laughs> Very carefully. Uh, usually, you know. It, usually, you you got to find the right group, the right personalities that really you know mingle very well, yeah. and you know the, the group that's going to like hang out beyond the scope of the project and and kind of become friends because then they they want to hang out, they want to work on this stuff together. That's that's really all it takes. <laughs> All it takes. Uh, yeah, you found that in 10 years. Wow. So uh, another thing is um, when, when the kids graduate or, you know, are they are they going for a bachelor's of science or computer engineering? I mean, what type of degrees do you see coming out? So the art side has a BFA mm-hmm. and then the computer science side has a bachelor of science. Excellent. Okay. So that's a BSA would be the bachelor. Help me. Bachelor of fine arts. Fine arts. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, and, fully uh, accredited too. Which right. Is, yeah, yeah, and by it. the way, it's no longer you don't you know don't look down your nose, folks, at this Bachelor of Fine Arts because uh, these kids are. Um, I have a, a dear friend of mine, Nicholas Cole, who is a graphic artist out on the East Coast and uh, got his uh, his degree at one of the schools out there, one of the better. What is a matter of fact, it's a very big design school in Rhode Island. The point is, he is doing incredible work with Disney and many other places, both you know in animation and um you know this his artwork is, is astounding so 
these are degrees now. It used to be this was the kind of thing that, you know, people who didn't know what they wanted to do with their lives went out and got the fine arts degrees. Ain't necessarily so anymore, is it, Mars? No, not at all. I mean, our students are working with, uh, you know, the largest car companies around, and, um, you know, they're working with uh, the state of Michigan on lotto games. I mean, I've even had alum that have worked on uh, feature films, uh, both, you know, on the production level and, you know, on the, on the art side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's wild how, you know, you can go to school for games, but you end up in film and visual effects and, right. you know, all of these other, you know, multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar, um, industries. Well, you mentioned cars, the auto industry. Yeah. And, and, and for me, you know, I tried to guide my son, you know, he started out wanting to, to be a games programmer. Uh, I looked at it from a parental standpoint of making the world a better place and, (laughs) you know, being workable so that you're, uh, in effect, not obsoleting yourself. And Mm. so I got very familiar with and, you know, working with the advanced technologies I do, uh, the idea of gamification. When you think about what's a game, we're flying safer because of a computer game, a flight simulator. Uh, and so a flight simulator is, if you put the gamification to keep people's interest, a lot of people have become pilots very quickly because they played with the flight, the Microsoft Flight Simulator, even back in the Microsoft yeah. DOS days. Oh, yeah. So that whole idea of being able to use games to help nurses understand the way that an infusion pump works, a very complete, uh, complex piece of equipment in a factory to use that simulation and gaming and now with augmented reality or virtual reality gaming is really going i mean you can use it for relationship development to help people play games for how to develop interpersonal skills so the idea of gaming and where it's going into the future is really really an exciting field yeah mars i go ahead mars i'm sorry I was just going to say, it's funny you mentioned nursing and, and gaming. Uh, Lawrence Tech is starting up a nursing program, and that's one of my first plans is is integrating with some of their curriculum and trying to figure out how we can assist them. Well, well, I, I'm glad I gave you that idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fascinating, too. How are you seeing it? I, I uh, you know, kind of pulled out of the year AI, augmented reality, or AR, pardon me, augmented reality and uh, VR virtual reality as two of the big things that are now going to be moving into the mobile world more and more. Talk to me about how you see that coming into gaming um, and, and breaking out from, you know, people sitting at home at a computer to being on mobile devices. Well, a lot of it boils down to the, the hardware. I mean, we've, uh, we've been working with the HoloLens uh, with uh, Microsoft. Oh, yes. And, you know, really just developing applications and, again, you know, kind of working this experimental realm. And, you know, as these devices get, uh, you know, more and more consumer-friendly, you know, we're, we're already seeing these devices hit, you know, living rooms and, mm-hmm. and people are using these very, what used to be very expensive and very inaccessible equipment. Now they're just using it freely like it's uh, like a TV. You know? Yeah, yeah. And huge. And when the when the Hololens first came out, I was fascinated to see what they could do with it. But it had to be within a certain uh, restricted area with the you know the lights and the cameras on. It was all, and then you had a whole a ton of equipment around with you for it. And that is now all being distilled down to um, much much smaller 
kind of models. Um, yeah, and a couple of weeks ago we had Jason Vazaro on oh, from yeah. Vectorform, and right. he was talking about the really advanced uh, surgery and automobile design that they're doing with the HoloLens. Absolutely, yeah. I was seeing a case in, um, I think it was the uh, in Sweden um, or in another, anywhere, somewhere in that Nordic area, where they were uh, using uh, AR, the uh, augmented reality, to practice surgeries so that they would know what the... And then on one of the TV series, The Good Doctor, they played that out with uh, them using it. It was just fascinating anyway. Uh, how much work have you done with that kind of thing, uh, um, Mars? Well, a lot of it's just been kind of experimental. I mean, we have students who work in Unity all of the time, and that's exactly what HoloLens needs or, or uses to build its spaces. Um, so I, I know that we, we had students, so you guys are talking about all of these world-changing things, and some of the students were working on a project where you were uh, playing hide-and-seek with a squirrel. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you would you would run and hide, and you know, yeah. uh, you know, the Hololens can tell the environment around you, so it would hide behind desks and chairs, and you know, you'd be able to go and find it, and then it would run away again. And... I'll be darned. Fascinating. And then, would you get behind that technology then to to just find out what was going on, or were you just using the uh, the Hololens? as an instrument really it's it's you know it's this instrument it's like our you know our, our device that we're using you know as output um <clears throat> you know what's what's wild is that many of the tools that are used for these types of uh, pieces of equipment they're all grounded in the same kind of technical skills you know that we would teach or that we use for you know a variety of things so yeah. you know i mentioned going out into film and and, and the like well this could very much bleed into, you know, the VR and augmented reality realm as well. Yeah, right. I I have, maybe it's a false image, but I have an image of artists as kind of loners, as individuals, you know, who are crafting their art, et cetera, and, and don't interact too well with others. But you seem to have set, a, you know, a program up and a goal of actually getting these, you know, rather individualistic people into community, into groups. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we have a lot of people who are, you know, they're still, they're, they're alone, they're in the room middle of the night and they're, they're trying to nail down this, this painting, this illustration or, or whatever. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, it doesn't really mean a whole lot if it's not out in the world, if it's not shared, yeah. if they don't get feedback from mm. other people. Mm. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've done everything I can and I've had a lot of really great people to, to help support this kind of congregation of people to, yeah, when facilitate I, these needs. When I know. go to a party, Foster, the the most interesting and the most popular people at the party are the artists. So I don't know which artist you're hanging out with. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of them are really social animals. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I stand corrected on that. But it's interesting that uh, what Mars you're talking about is is bringing these people all together in teams. And uh, matter of fact, you talk about the community that you created. We've only got about a minute to go here. Um, uh, are, what are the prerequisites for getting into uh, the, your programs? at Lawrence Technological University? Well, there, there is like a base GPA requirement, but we recently removed our portfolio requirement, um, namely because, you know, we're, we're bringing in artists um, that will flourish. And I think that they're going to flourish and grow more 
you know, in the first year of interacting with these other artists and their yeah. peers and in the curriculum. So a lot of it is just if you're interested and, you know, you have the capability, you want to get into these fields, come join us. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. That's uh, Mars Marshall Ashton, who is an assistant professor and director of game art at Lawrence Technological University. Best to you and much success in your work with these young people. I, it's, it's an incredible field you're in, and it's blossoming even as we speak. Thanks so much for being with us, Mars. Thank you. Thank you very much. Back in just a moment with Mr. Mike Brennan and MI Tech News. <laughs> 